Hey guys, it's Elaine, host of Raising Deaf Kids, where we get weekly encouragement, education, and feel empowered to raise our deaf kids as hearing parents together. So grab your coffee and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Raising Deaf Kids podcast. Today, I have got such a treat of a guest for you. Today, I am talking to Julie Redmond of Mom Made Plans. And Julie is a mom of twins, and she focuses on helping parents implement simple systems for a productive and intentional parenthood fueled by self-awareness and faith. Julie was such a treat to talk to, and you are going to want to get out a pen and paper and take some serious notes on this podcast. We talk about how to get out of survival mode, how to even recognize you're in survival mode to begin with, and Julie talks us through the steps of how to create a schedule and a plan that works specifically for your family. Julie is a wealth of information for parents. And I can't wait to get to this conversation on the podcast today. Okay, just one minute before we go any further with the podcast, I had to slip in here and let you know about one of my absolute favorite stores. Have you guys heard of Love Ashley Rose yet? If you haven't, you need to go check out this online shop immediately. Ashley, who is the founder of the shop, is a deaf adult and her business is a deaf owned woman owned business. I find so many cute things at her shop. Love Ashley Rose. I cannot even tell you. I currently have about seven of her t-shirts that I just keep buying. She creates t-shirts and other accessories that give positive messages around the deaf community as well as in general happiness to everyone. And right now is a great time to buy in shop small because we're getting into the holiday season for 2023. I always love to support small businesses for my gifts as much as possible. And Love Ashley Rose is a fantastic place to find some new Christmas gear that supports the deaf community. And you can also find some amazing presents for teachers, teachers of the deaf, um, speech therapists, anyone who works with your child on a daily basis would love to get one of her t-shirts or one of her accessories. So head on over to loveashleyrose.com and use the code Elaine20 for 20% off your first order. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Raising Deaf Kids podcast. And today I have Julie Redman um, from Mom Made Plans over. And I'm so excited to have you, Julie, because you are just going to help our moms so much. And I love what we're going to talk about today. Um, so if you want to start just kind of introducing yourself and tell us, you know, what you do and like kind of how you got started, how you got into what you're doing. Sure. Thanks for allowing me to come on and join you and have this chat. I'm always all about practical strategies to make mom life easier. That's really my jam. Um, but yeah, just to back up a second. So my name is Julie Redmond and I host the mom made plans podcast. Um, I'm a mom of twins. They're about to be nine soon. And yeah, that's really what prompted kind of my journey here is motherhood. Like most people, like everything changes. And I definitely had some of those planner, um, mentalities beforehand, but really motherhood is the shift of, oh my goodness, how do I get everything done? And you're doing all the searches of what's the routine and what's the schedule. And that's really kind of the journey that I was working on and it took a while to figure out and, and learning self-awareness a little later in the journey. And so now I'm just kind of taking everything I've learned and trying to go back and help those moms that are before me with younger kids and be like, Hey, let's make this easier. It doesn't have to be so hard and stressful. So just trying to pave an easier path. 
Yeah, I love that. And I was just thinking while you were talking, like just about all of the podcasts out there that are about helping moms do like anything like productivity, put, you know, juggling stuff, everything that we're going to talk about and more. Now it's like, obviously if there's like that many podcasts out there and that many blogs and all that, um, there's like a really big need <laughs> for this. <clears throat> and it is hard. It's like nobody teaches you, especially when you have multiple kids, like how to juggle <laughs> everything. And I mean, I can imagine I had mine one at a time, a little bit spaced out, but I can imagine having twins that that kind of threw you, you had two babies at one time, threw you into having to figure out how to be productive a little faster than maybe if you have like one baby at a time. Um, I just know this because I have a friend who had twins and her newborn experience looked very different (laughs) from mine when I had like one newborn. Um, Yeah, you're definitely in like every mom goes through survival mode. And I feel like that's definitely where I was for a long time. And if I could go back and, and do things differently, but yeah, it's that just scrambling survival mode that, that we fall into so easily. That's very much a default mode for us. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something that maybe we can go ahead and talk about is if we're in survival mode, maybe like how do we know that we're in it? Because sometimes we don't know. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. We've talked about like burnout in moms, um, which I was in and then had to like do therapy and like figure out my way out of it and change some things in the home. Um, but, you know, sometimes we don't actually know that like we're in it when we're in it. And because maybe we don't talk to, you know, many parents around us or we don't have anyone to talk to maybe we think that this is just like normal being a mom um and certainly like being a mom is busy and and we don't even know that like we're in survival mode this is just like our normal day-to-day um so maybe we can talk about how do you know that you're in survival mode and then how can we get out of it yes this is such a good one (laughs) and I love that because you don't know that you're in survival mode sometimes because that's the nature of it. You're just going, 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 there's no time for a pause. And that's what self-awareness is. And that's what you need in order to get out of it. Because in survival mode, that looks like just trying to get through the day every day. Like you are doing laundry because you run out of clean clothes. You're doing dishes because there's no clean bowls. Like you're going to the store because you're out of food. Now, hey, we all have this like sprinkled throughout, like this is normal. But when it's your every time, like every day, you're just constantly putting out fires, just dealing with whatever the kids are bringing up, whatever their issue is. And you're just constantly dealing with that and moving to the next thing. And you never get to be intentional with your time. And So when you're just feeling scattered and you don't know when you have a pocket of time and you're like, oh, what should I do right now? Do I play with the kids? Do I do the dishes? Do I clean up the room? And it's living in that kind of anxious feeling. um, Yeah. Anxiety of just trying to do everything. And so if you are like, yes, (laughs) I feel that way. I'm always struggling with feeling like I never get anything done, but I'm busy all day. So that's kind of a cue to be like, okay, let's, let's pause for a minute. It's important. You have to stop and get some self-awareness to realize what, what's going to work for you and what you need to focus on instead of just reacting to be more proactive. And I have a few questions I wanted to share uh, that everyone can kind of think through and just help figure out some of these self-awareness components that will allow you to come up with a plan of like, okay, if I'm in survival mode, how do I even begin to shift my days to feel better? So a couple of things to think about to start with one, there's not, we tend to think there's one magic routine for moms that we all like it's out there. We just need to find it and do that one thing. I'm going to bust the bubble. Unfortunately, if that was the case, we would all be easy breezy motherhood. Like there's one thing and we follow that. So there's not, so you have to figure out what works for you. So one thing to think about, like, 
do you like doing kind of the same routine every day? Like, does that feel good to you knowing it's the same every day? Or would you actually do better if you mix it up? Like kind of if you, if you have, this is going back to our, like, like middle school days of like an AB day, like maybe you have sort of like two routines that you can go off of and sort of alternate and just give yourself some flexibility. Because if you are just more of a free flowing personality and that much structure just makes you cringe, there's a way to modify it that feels better. And you're not doing it wrong. You're just finding what works for you. So that's something to think through of just literally, do you like doing the same thing every day or not? Um, another one is, are you a procrastinator? And that does not necessarily have a bad connotation. You have to use it to your benefit. So do you truly work better under pressure, like waiting to the last second and you really can amp it out and put that out? great. Then know that about yourself, still plan some things, but like, don't wait till the absolute last second where you're stressing, but like, maybe you don't need to start something a week before you can start two days before and put it in your calendar that way. So just kind of realizing that about yourself and use it and give yourself some deadlines that you're like, okay, I'm some people are like, why aren't you starting that yet? Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you gotten your kids, this stuff ready yet. And you know about yourself that you only need a couple days to do it or whatever, then own that and be confident in that. Um, and then kind of in a similar thing of, do you always run late? And I feel like well, that's a lot of moms are like, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I struggle my, with this. Drives my husband crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and a lot of it's out of our control and it's our, kids needing, you know, it's right before we walk out the door that they have to go to the bathroom or they want this particular toy that we then can't find and no socks. Like it's a big explosion (laughs) of issues, but just to start being proactive in as much as you can and really pay attention to how long your tasks take. And I am infamous for being like, Oh, but I want to get this done. Or I want to get one more email done or I want to do whatever. When you know, you need to leave in 10 minutes and that task is going to take you at least 10 minutes or longer. Like we set ourselves up for failure because we keep trying to get more done till the last second. And so developing those just discipline of knowing when to stop so that you do have enough time and knowing like, Hey, I can get out the door in 15 minutes, but it's not a proper expectation for my kids. And so to really backtrack and be like, okay, I need to stop 30 minutes before we need to leave. Just some of these things to really pay attention to. And then, um, I've got five here. So number four doing, do you do better with accountability from others? So, and this doesn't have to be, I think we always feel like, um, it's exercise that we need an accountability partner, but this can be anything like, do you tend to struggle to start or finish projects. And, but if you have a friend kind of checking in on you, you do better. So maybe like just in your motherhood, getting your house decluttered or doing whatever in your home, just having another mom friend be like, Hey, we're doing this together. We're making sure we're on track. Like maybe that's helpful to you. And then my last one, and this is obviously not all the questions, but hopefully this gets you guys sort of brainstorming how you operate so that you can be intentional with your time. And so the last one is just kind of that classic, are you a morning person or a night person? But do you prefer to have a slower start to your morning? Like, do you like to ease into your day and you need to kind of plan accordingly, which tasks you put earlier in the day, or do you want to hit the ground running? Like, do you like to just get out of the house? Like, should you plan your errands first thing in the morning? Or does that just seem like a nightmare to get out of the house at 9am? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You have to decide for yourself. And if you can be strategic and when you put certain things in your day, then all these components just help you be intentional and not just feeling like you're reactive all day. And my, my one main, if you get one thing out of this is no routine or system is going to work until you know how you work. And that's the goal. You need to know how you work in order to create your days to feel better. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, 
I wish there was one routine that worked for everybody. Right? <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I wish yes. there was like a magic one. I'd be like, it's figure, all figured out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really love what you said that um, no, that no system, no routine is going to work until you understand how you work and then also how your family works. So, you know, different dynamics within the family as well. So, um, you know, a lot of our parents are, have kids who are deaf or hard of hearing, and then sometimes they may have like other, you know, medical challenges, disabilities as well. Um, and that factors into your day as well, getting to, you know, extra therapies or just, you know, having kids like two of my kids are, um, deaf, hard of hearing as well. Um, and ha- like having to leave a little bit more room um, for your kids that like need a little bit extra help in your day and that all and then how like the kids interact with each other right? <laughs> and interact with you I feel like it's this big like ecosystem I think you're exactly correct that you have to figure out how everybody's like working together first and then be like okay <clears throat> let's build this routine around what works for our family. Um, and in that, I think you're right because every family is different. Every family functions differently and there is not one routine that works for everybody because every family does different stuff. And what something that I am really interested in maybe hearing your opinion is I also like to tell moms to figure out what you can take out of your day. Like honing in on you know, and I'm thinking about that because we're, um, we are recording this, um, the day before Halloween. So like holidays are on my mind right now. And, you know, I'm gosh, holidays with kids, it are really, really fun, but I think we want to do like everything, you know, like we want to do all of the, like breakfast with Santa's and the (laughs) trains. We take our kids to the Polar Express train near us. Um, you know, the trick or treating, we want to do all these things in the holiday season, like these next two months, November and December, and even up through New Year's. Like, I've seen some families that I can't get on their schedule until January, because they are back to back parties and, you know, whatever things. And I mean, it's fun for them, but I've also noticed them being a little stressed out about halfway through. They're like, oh, we have to go to another party and do another thing. Um, And so I like to talk about moms as well, thinking about what can you, like, what is important for your family and what's not that important, right? And we, Mm -hmm. we've tried to do that with our family. We have a few traditions really easy traditions that we really love to do with our kids. And we do those every year and then everything else we don't do. Um, So I would love to talk about that is like, what can we also take out of our day? Yes. And that's such a good point. And it's funny because so much of what you just shared, I um, had in a episode on mine today about what I was thinking. I saw that and I was like thinking about that too. I was like that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yes. Cause it is, it's not cause we're always adding and we forget when we add something else, it's not realistic to think you can just continue to add and do everything at the same capacity and the same level. Like you have to remove things, you have to delegate things. And I think part of our issue there is control. Um, that if we're really honest with ourselves, there's an amount of control that we want to do it because that whole philosophy of like, if you want it done right, you do it yourself, which has some major flaws in it. Um, when our job is to teach and train and learn skills. And, um, so a lot is that we have to release that. And my other huge piece is expectations and really being intentional with what we set those because going into the holiday season, There's all kinds of opportunities. Like you're referencing lots of parties, lots of activities, lots of pressure to do the crafts and the decorations and all the things. And you really have to stop and pause like, okay, where are my expectations coming from? What is important? Like you have chosen some essential tasks for you guys, like activities for you all. And so really deciding even is this tradition I do every year am I doing it because we enjoy it as a family and it's good, or that's 
just what we always do. And to be honest, I'm stressed out about it. And it feels more of like a burden than something we enjoy. Well, that's a great red flag to be like, okay, why are you doing it? Like, is it because it's for you guys or it's some other thing you are doing it for someone else in the family that you think they really enjoy it? Side note, communication on expectations is huge. Like you may be planning these activities for your kids and they don't even care. You guys like this over the top thing you do every year, they might not even care about doing that. They would rather do something simple. You don't know until you communicate and find out like everyone gets a key. Maybe everyone gets one thing this holiday season. Like what's one thing you really want to do. And that's how you find your core, um, activities that you do and then decide from there and really looking at your calendar because you can quickly say yes to so many things and then realize you're one of those families and you're like, great. Every weekend is now booked. (laughs) And that's why you always have to reference your calendar and choose like, Hey, what feels right for us? Like, do we, do we thrive on that busy schedule? Like maybe you do great. That's fine. But a lot of us probably won't. And you need some down days and you need to remember, I also need to shop for presents. And I also want to just watch a Christmas movie one night and not be exhausted from the day. So yeah, just right. Yeah. Excited about that. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And it's like finally being like, okay, this is important to me. You may need to literally put like a date with yourself and the TV on the calendar. Like this is my movie night, but it's really I think it just really starts with our expectations of what we're doing for the season and just making sure we're not doing things just because we think that's what we should do. And that's what a good family does and does all these things. So really check your expectations first and then be willing to release some of the control of delegating some other tasks, like getting your kids involved in, in some things or your spouse or doing some things together with another family to help. I don't know, maybe trade off like, Hey, you decorate this for me. We'll do some cookies for you or, um, just get creative and really learn, uh, what's important and be willing to say no to just not put too much on your plate to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, I love your thoughts about taking time for ourselves in general. And then also during like the busy holiday season. Because I know, I mean, as moms, we want to make like the holidays, especially like really fun and special for our kids and for our family. And that's great because that's, I think, a special thing that we do as moms, right? We want to make the magic. But also I see this a lot on social media. And of course, I like rail against it is this thing of like, you have to be the magic maker. It. I mean, social media in general, a lot of it just puts like more pressure on moms. Right. <laughs> but I've talked about this in other podcasts that like I've talked to my mom and some of her friends who raised like me and they didn't feel this mom guilt, this pressure to do this, this pressure to do that. Mm-hmm. Like our generation does raising our kids. Um, and interesting. their opinion was that a lot of it was because of everything that you're seeing on social media. And they didn't have that. They just had their immediate community and none of them felt like they had to tell everybody else what to do and none of them felt like they had to like quote keep up with everybody they really were like whatever works for your family works for your family and it can be different from ours and that's okay um and so it's kind of unique to like our age generation because we've had more input that we're more stressed we're a lot more stressed and feeling like we're more behind than like just the generation or two um, below us. And, you know, um, it can be a lot for moms. And, um, you know, I so I love to also take the pressure off of moms and say, like, you don't have to solely be responsible for like making the magic during the mm-hmm. holidays. I mean, it's kind of a group effort <laughs> with your whole family. And part of that quote, magic is that you're doing stuff together as a family and doing, you know, what you enjoy. Um, But I would love to also, I think that goes into, you know, your thoughts, um, because I'm curious to hear, like, what is our job as a mom? Because basically, like, 
right now, social media and society tells us like everything is our job. It's our job to like do the whole house, take care of the kids. And you're also supposed to have like a job or other like passions or hobbies outside of your kids because they're like, you're too into your kids and you're not doing anything for yourself, which is like a little bit of a point, but it's like, we all only have 24 hours a day and not really because we like do have to sleep sometimes. So we, (laughs) you know, like it's just too much and it doesn't need to be that much. So I think we also need to understand, and I'm curious what you think, what is our job as moms? Like, what is our actual job? Hmm, That's such a good question. And I think that's a powerful one for each of us to ask ourselves because like to your point of just all the stimulation and like all the content we're seeing is just adding one more thing and one more thing to our job, which is just not realistic. And so I think coming to terms with, Hey, I need to step up and be vocal in a loving, but firm way that this is a family unit and not just us as the mom running the whole ship. And so having conversations with our spouse, and I had heard a great, uh, illustration of whether you, um, work outside the home or your full-time job is at home. If you are with the kids during the day, that is like your job. And so like you're nine to five more than that, but like, that's your job. And so if your spouse gets home from work, then it's joint time. You're both, it's both of your shared responsibility with the kids in the home after that, because it's like your work day, just like they have clocked out of their work day. Now we work together. And I thought that was a great representation of like how to approach things. So I think first of all, just getting on the same page with your husband and really just sharing like, Hey, what are, what are our strengths? Like which kind of tasks around the house, like maybe could we each take ownership of and share the load? And that helps them as well to be like, you know what? The majority of the time, like dishes is your main deal or whatever that may be, or doing the trash and they can take ownership of that and be like, okay, I don't have to ask or think about like, I just know that's my task and that's really helpful. And obviously supporting one another. But I think first starting with your spouse to get on the same page of how you can share the load. And then with your kids and I'm in this well, like learning so much currently too, and wishing I could backtrack and do better with getting my kids to take more responsibility, uh, with their cleaning up and not getting in the habit of just constantly picking up after them or doing things like to actually have them follow through. And I do a, um, a room reset at night, which I love it. It's again, an expectation of like, Hey, before bed we all do a quick family pickup together. So like, cause I think a lot of the times the kids go to bed, everyone goes to bed. And then you as the mom are looking around and things are trashed and you're like, Oh, now I got to pick this up. I got to let's change the narrative on that. And everyone takes responsibility and can do a quick, like five, 10 minute reset the space. And everyone can feel the difference and understand and helping everyone in the family notice to look around and be like, what's out of place how can we each step up and fix something that's out of place? And so whether that's trash or clothes or toys out, like just sharing the load and just being, I think the main thing is to communicate and decide what is important to you as the mom, what you actually want to get done and what you can share the load on so that uh, we can change the narrative that mom does everything and you're a hot mess trying to scramble and do it all. Cause that's, that's part of my thing. I'm like, no shout from the rooftops. Like that's not what we need to settle for. Like that isn't our job to do everything. So yeah, just beginning at home and sharing and just having those proper expectations of our time and being like, you know what? I go to bed at this time, no matter what, like having that sacred time of what you need to make sure you are getting your cup filled. And it's not just a slave to everyone else. Cause that's not real. And that's, is that what you want to train your children? If you have daughters or even sons, like, do you want to raise them up to then take on that same role? Are you showing the example that you want them to go burn out as a mom 
and as a parent doing all that. And I think putting it in that perspective is enlightening of what do you want to, what example do you want to show your kids? Yeah, I love that. That was such a, all of it was good. And especially what you said, the last bit about, um, you know, what example do we want to give our kids? And, you know, I agree. It goes both ways for me. That's what I think about a lot when I'm scheduling my day, when I'm saying I don't have enough time for myself to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking like, what am I showing my daughter? Um, you know, about being a mom one day, am I showing her that you can put systems in place and, you know, get the things done that needs to be done and you can be intentional about it. You can have time for yourself. You can even, uh, have a business because you and I both have businesses too. Um, or is the expectation that you need to run, run, run all day and do absolutely everything for your family and your family has no other like responsibilities is just on you, which is, is not sustainable. Like you said, it's not a way that you can live your life without like going into burnout mode and like really resenting everything, which was not what we want to do. It's not why we had kids or wanted to have a family to end up like resenting all the work that we had to do. And I think about it with my boys too. I have two boys and I want to show them the example. So they have an expectation of what their wives are supposed to do or not do and have the expectation that they should be in partnership with their wives and also like helping them. And that is something that my husband and I talk about. And we're always kind of like figuring out together is um, I've told him the same thing. I'm like, you clock out at work. He's a nurse practitioner at five o'clock. My job is 24 seven. Like I don't get to clock out. I can't just stop taking care of children. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I, you know, um, and so I was like, you know, when you come home at five or six, same thing. I was like, you know, I need help taking out the trash. I need help doing the recycling. He does it with the boys, like do it with him now. Um, you know, he takes on a lot of like the dishes or we'll split up our nighttime. So like, he'll take a lot of the like bedtime prep, like getting everybody like in the rooms and in their pajamas. And then I, while he's doing that, I'll do like the cleanup. Uh, you know, I'll do the dishes. I personally like to have a clean kitchen before I go to bed. That's just like my thing. I just need to clean up the kitchen because when I come down to the morning in the morning, if it's not clean, I feel like I'm already behind. Um, but so, you know, I might like clean up the kitchen and clean up the stuff or vice versa. So we like split up the nighttime routine. So definitely making sure that we are um, splitting up different kind of jobs for each other and helping everyone delegate. And, you know, I think our jobs as moms change as our kids change. So like, I think in the beginning, when you have the newborn and you have the little kids, it's a real big, it's really a caretaker role right? because you have to do basically everything for them. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they, you know, they, they can't do a ton. You really have to be, um, you know, kind of micromanaging at that age, your kids. But then as your kids get older, so you and I have like a seven-year-old and nine-year-olds, now you can start delegating. And so now your role turns into more of like a teaching role um, and teaching them how to like basically become like functional adults. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like little by little, by the time they get to be like nine or 10 and up through teenage years, you're now like teaching and training. So you're not as much of a caretaker, you're teaching and training and giving them the skills and practicing them so that when they become 18, 19, whatever, they go to college, they move out of the house, like they will be able to be adults. Because I always say, and I didn't, I got this from Wellness Mama, so I didn't make this up, but I really like it that I'm raising adults. I'm raising children now, they're gonna be adults. I'm not trying to raise adult children who have to depend on me yeah. the whole time. Um, and so that's kind of how I think of the role as mom. It's not just like do everything all the time. It's kind of starts out as caretaker, but then, you know, a more of like teaching stewarding role. And I would like to tell moms also part of stewarding your home is delegating, mm -hmm. right? It just means you're kind of like at the top and saying, you know, everybody do this, do that it doesn't mean that you have to do everything yourself to right. steward your home 
Um, and so with that, I would love to talk about, because I need this help. So I need you to tell me too, because I get into the weeds on this as well. What is like actually being productive and what is feeling productive? Because I know we get into like busyness. I'm really, really busy, but like I got nothing actually done that like I needed to get done. <laughs> and I, I have to catch myself on this all the time. Sure. So I love you to talk about that because that's a big one. Yes. It's, it's quite the distinction and everything I, I do, it's always a self-awareness lens that like filters through everything. And so there is a difference between being productive and feeling productive. So being productive is checking a lot of boxes. Like you could have a whole list of things and you checked off doing a ton of tasks. Feeling productive is checking the right boxes. The ones that like you find yourself, like you get to the end of the day and you're feeling conflicted because you know, you were busy, you know, you checked a lot of boxes, but yet there's something in you that just is like not satisfied and just feeling like, Oh, but I didn't, I don't feel like I got that much done. Well, that's a clue that maybe it's not the right boxes <laughs> that you're checking. And so I have a couple questions to kind of think through for this as well, because like what we talked about uh, back at the beginning was um, like how you function and to figure out like how to create schedules and routines. But this is where you hone in on the, what, like what you're actually doing through the day. And you have to define your non-negotiables. You have to define what are those things that you get to the end of the day. The easiest way for me to share this is what do you get to the end of the day and feel like resentful that you didn't get it done? Like, what are you complaining about? Like, Oh, I did all this stuff, but like, I never even got to drink my cup of coffee. It's still sitting in the microwave. Like, Oh, I did a bunch of stuff, but I never got my workout in or whatever. You have to figure out what's coming to mind that you're complaining about <laughs> that you didn't get done that may be one of your non-negotiables. And so that's kind of how you start. You figure out what those are. And that is like, okay, each day, no matter what, at some point in this day, I need to get these done. Most likely it's in the first part of the day, but however it works <clears throat> in order for you to, <clears throat> excuse me, in order for you to feel productive at the end of the day and feel good, those are the things you have to make sure happen. And you also have to know your capacity in your season of life. So if you are handling the extra that comes along with, especially raising young kids um, within that need extra support, there's a lot more you're having to give out in that time. And so your capacity for being productive, it, it's probably going to be less things. You're going to have to be really hardcore with what those non-negotiables are and really realize what is reasonable for you in this season to actually get done. Um, and some of the other kind of questions to think about as you're trying to figure out what would make you feel productive at the end of the day, um, similar line of like, what frustrates you a lot throughout the day? Like, what are, what do you complain about a lot? Like, what are you just feeling frustrated about? And so that's something to make a priority to work through. Maybe you're always frustrated about the dishes or whatever it may be. You kind of hone in on, okay, how do I prioritize that and make that task easier and allow that to get done? Um, and what makes you feel like you have a mom win? Like on the flip side, what do you feel good when you get done? You're like, yes, like that quality time with your kids, or you have that clean kitchen at the end of the night, like. What are those things that like just feels good? Like make sure you have those in your day um, and just, just assess like those priority things, figuring out what those are and, and checking in with yourself of what's going on in your schedule this month or even this year, but like just checking your calendar and being like, you know what, this is a super busy month. What areas can I scale back on? What can I reduce my expectations on? I have a thing I call the paper plate season and it is literal and figurative that it may just be crazy right now. Like you have a ton of extra appointments this month. 
you have a ton of other like therapy sessions, whatever things going on, it might need to be a paper plate season where you literally take dishes almost off your plate and be like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to use paper plates this month or this week or whatever. And, and figuratively as well, like whatever you normally do, you might be volunteering or helping others do something. You may have some other tasks that, you know what, like I got to pull back this month. I just, I don't have the capacity to do those things. And so that's where you just find those non-negotiables, compare it with your season and, and your current capacity and just sort of be constantly having an eye on, on what's doable and just making sure you're hitting those, those key activities that are going to make you feel good. And you're not going to be resentful at the end of the day, if you don't get them done, that's really the, the key difference in being productive and feeling productive. Yeah, I love that. And that also really goes back to the self-awareness piece that we were talking about earlier is like knowing how you work, knowing how your family works. And then like you also just said, assessing like what you have the capacity for right now. And it does change seasonally as like your kids are in different stages, also seasonally as there's like more holidays Mm -hmm. (laughs) or less holidays, um, like calendar seasonally. And, and that is part of that self-awareness piece we were talking about at the beginning of this is being realistic about what you can actually do. Um, not taking on too much. And also for me, it's been a lot of having to let go of some things like there may be a pile of laundry in my room longer than I want it to be <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't love it, but like there may be more toys on the floor than I want to be right now because like in a perfect, perfect world, I would like, I love to be really organized and clean. I would love for my house to literally like look like it was in a magazine. Right. Yeah. Like, I have three kids and a dog and we have like broken blinds. <laughs> In our house that the dog like jumped up on the window and like broke we have like holes in the wall because my five-year-old like you know threw a toy and it went through the sheet rock or you know like scratches and bumps like all over our walls it does not look like the magazine that I want it to look like but also my kids are little and they're my kids are really hard on our house and so I have had to come to terms with like this isn't my season to have like the perfectly blah, blah, blah house. And I could, but I also want to do this podcast. I want to, you know, do the courses and things to help moms who have deaf and hard of hearing kids. So like at some point it has to give because I can't do, you know, this work, start in the business, make sure my kids are like taking care of, you know, take care of everything in the house. I, it's just not reasonable for me in the amount of time mm-hmm. I have to do every single thing. And so you know, also realizing what you can let go a little bit of as well, Um, which doesn't mean that you can't pick it up later. Right. Yeah. But that's a huge thing because we do have these desires and there are some times where you push through and there are times where you're like, you know what, this is just not realistic right now. Or like you find your one room, that's kind of a haven that you're able to keep more the way you want or whatever, but like laundry, maybe you know what? There's no rules. Like maybe everyone just has a basket in their room and the clean clothes never get put away. They're just in the basket in each room. You know what? The world would not end like just (laughs) whatever it needs to look like. Um, yeah, that give and take is huge to be like, is this more important for you? Yeah. Like, do I really want to spend my time putting away the clothes or do I want to work on the podcast and work on business, whatever. And like, different days may look different. Um, but yeah, it's just that huge piece to let go of all these shoulds of what we think our home should look like, what we should be doing and all of that to just be like, what works and you know what, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And, you know, now we've talked about, so I would love to talk a little bit about as we're kind of wrapping up Um, Okay, so we've done, you know, a parent has gone through the self-awareness like checklist, they become self-aware. So now what is the next step after they go through this checklist and they think about it? What is the next 
step in, you know, improving your day um, and like taking what you learned from the, you know, checklist of self-awareness to then like implementing it into your house. Yeah. I mean, not doing everything all at once. I think the first step is one, just start getting in the habit of noticing to maintain that self-awareness that you are just noticing how you're feeling, how your family's feeling, um, and reacting to certain situations and just get in that habit. And then really the, just start implementing the non-negotiables. That's usually where I would start, like just having, getting in the habit of maybe the night before, what are my priority things tomorrow? Like making sure you have your non-negotiables of what you need every day, but then a couple priority tasks for the next day to just keep it simple of like, if nothing else, I'm going to get these three things done tomorrow. And so just to start really simple and just kind of brain dumping all the things that's in your head. Cause that's part of the problem. There's just so much swirling in our minds. And so, and the tricky side of self-awareness all the is, time. Yeah. I'm just yeah. laughing because I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's constant. All the time. Of, yeah. Constant, mm-hmm. all the things that we need to do and think about and remember. So just brain dumping all that on paper and then figuring out like, okay, these couple things I can do tomorrow. These couple things can be bumped to next week. These couple things, when I think about it and look at everything going on, you know what? They're going to have to wait a month. Like just really getting it out of your head and then just strategically putting a few things on the calendar of when you're going to do certain activities. So that's really the best like next step is to just what I call assigning a time and I can share uh, if you would like to put include in the show notes I have a free um, assign a time method video training of like just figuring out all the stuff that's rolling in your head and all these things and you assign a time like you figure out when you're going to deal with it so you don't carry the stress with you all day every day of all these things you have to do you know, like, okay, nope. I know I'm doing laundry this time. I know I'm doing dishes at this time. I know I'm going to work on that house project. Then I know I'm going to work on resources for my kids this day. Like you just figure out when you're going to deal with it. And then you can release the pressure and the stress from all the time. So yeah, really it's just those next few steps of having a plan, (laughs) having a couple activities you're going to do each day and knowing knowing when they're happening just relieves a lot of stress. Yeah, I love that. And we will definitely link that into the show notes. Um, and tell us a little bit about you. Where can we find you? Um, and I know you also, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you have like one course and then you've got a few coming up. I would love to tell our parents about those and, and how they can work with you more. Yeah. So the best place to find me is on my podcast. That's where I'm just bringing practical strategies to make things easier, where we talk more like this conversation all the time. So mom made plans podcast, you can go to mommadeplans.com and um, search by topics and categories of finding whatever you're struggling with right now uh, is a great, a great spot. And I do, we know one of our big stressors is dinner time and what's for dinner. So if I just made you cringe, I'm sorry, Um, but I can help you with, I have a meal planning 101 course. Um, Yeah. Just to remove that stress from your day and make meal planning super easy. Um, And yeah, just working on, I'm working through strategies of we're all busy, overwhelmed moms and just finding resources that help us get on track and make it easier and delegate and set the right expectations. So yeah. I love it. Um, so, and we'll link all of that in the show notes as well, definitely so that people can find you, get in touch with you, find your podcast, which is really great. I've been listening to it too. Um, so definitely subscribe to Julie's podcast and we'll link that up for you. Um, so I usually ask my guests to wrap it up. If there's like one thing or two things, um, like one tip, one piece of encouragement, one like last thing you can leave with our moms, what would it be? Hmm. I think I'm going to go back. I know we've talked about a lot, but I've mentioned expectations a lot, but to really, before you do anything, just to sit and question yourself of like, 
if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling scattered, if you're feeling overwhelmed, where can you check your expectations of what you think you should be doing all day, every day? And what might need to be shifted? Where, where are you being too hard on yourself? And how can you, how can you reframe your role as a mom and defining your job as a mom and what that looks like for you right now? I think that is my big, um, takeaway for you guys to really just sit with that question of like, yeah, if you're not feeling content, if you're not feeling productive and all of that to really evaluate your expectations for yourself and your family and be willing to define that for you without comparing yourself to another family or another mom and just setting the right expectations for you. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so fun to have you on. Thank you so much. This was a blast. Hey guys, did you not just get so much information out of that podcast episode with Julie? I told you she is a wealth of information for parents. I hope you took some good notes. If not, feel free to go back and re-listen to this podcast. Honestly, I think I'm going to re-listen to my own podcast um, because she gave so many great tips that I want to implement into my own home. And she really helps you set up a foundation of a schedule that works, you know, just for your family Um, because no two families are the same and, you know, different schedules work differently for each family, but building that foundation of a schedule that you can then, you know, build on as your kids get older, as your family changes or the seasons changes, um, is so good and so helpful to just keep your day running smoothly. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have listened to a few of these podcast episodes, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've been here for a while, I would really love if you would rate and review this podcast. This not only blesses me and lets me know how I'm doing and how I'm serving you, but also blesses other parents because it helps them find this podcast better. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy the beginning of the holiday season. See you next week.